When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Hello, welcome, happy Friday. This is Football Social Daily, the only daily Premier League podcast. And it is the final show of the week. And what a week it has been in football. Tomorrow, that Saturday morning, I'll be able to get the full preview show covering all the weekend's action in the Premier League. But today, we're going to be looking at Tottenham Hotspurs and yet more fallout from Pochettino's exit from Spurs. In particular, the manner of his leaving and the potential players who could soon be coming to North London. We're going to be taking another trip to North London as we talk about Granit Xhaka, who could be back for the Gunners this weekend. What kind of reception is he going to get? from the faithful fans and hold off a couple more minutes before you make that fantasy football free transfer because we will have the guru Kieran Howley will be here towards the end of the podcast to cover off everything you need to know about the weekend's fantasy Premier League action as well to cover all that you've got me Jim Salverson you've got Fergal Brennan over there Hello, good morning. Tom Padden over there. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Should we do a little review before we get kicked into the topics? Because if you leave us a review on iTunes or CastBox or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you might end up with a little shout out on the show as well. We've got another nice review today. The bad reviews are funny, but the nice (laughs) reviews are nice. So this is from Basil SK87, who's in the United States of America. And he says, living in the United States, it's hard to find Premier League coverage, let alone quality coverage finding this podcast has been fantastic listening in on people who love premier league football as much as myself makes it much better so there you go oh, nice stuff, yeah. so you. a high bar to keep to though <laughs> we've, we've got to be fantastic quality coverage essentially today so i'll pull you up at any point on today's <laughs> podcast if you fail to reach that if you want to leave us a review please do and you might get a shout out on the show as well so let's kick off with all the madness at spurs right now i can say safely that this week in football has been my favorite week in football for a long long time yeah. it has been box office it has been brilliant and yesterday there are a few rumors flying around that pochettino had been forced to say goodbye to his team in a note like it was some kind of ending romance and he left a note and kind of disappeared into the distance. It turns out that was 100% true. We saw proof of this yesterday. Pochettino's assistant manager at Spurs, a guy called Jesus Perez, 
posted a picture of Pochettino scribbling a note on his dressing room tactics board. That note read, Big thanks to all of you. We can't say goodbye. You will always be in our hearts. Oh, yeah. so cute. I'm not crying, it's just dusty in here. <laughs> I mean, what does that tell us about the manner of Pochettino's exit at Spurs? I think the second line in that, the, the bit of not being able to say goodbye, is going to be the telling part of this over the weeks and months to come. Mm. Because it's, it's obviously very tempting to read a lot into these things, but... When you, when you see the job that Pochettino has done, when you see the affection he's been held by Spurs fans, not just uh, getting them to the Champions League final last season, but how he's brought them into a permanent conversation of being a top four side. I think this idea that he hasn't been able to say goodbye to the players and the fact that his exit from the club has been rushed along and he's not quite been booted out of the door, but he's certainly been nudged towards the door, mm. uh, really doesn't sit very well. Um, far be it for me to sit here and be sympathetic towards Tottenham fans. But I, I do, <laughs> this week, as you say, it's been a crazy week in football and, and you know, everything's back on the table now. Um, and I think the manner of his departure really doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Pochettino is very well liked across Premier League football and across across world football. People like the way he goes about his business, the way he conducts himself and, and the job that he's done at the club. Um, the fact that he doesn't feel like he's been able to say goodbye to his players, the overwhelming majority of whom he's brought to the club and developed and, mm. and improved. Um, it's really, really a negative point against Tottenham. And whatever we might think of Jose Mourinho coming in as manager of Tottenham, it sets a little bit of a tone in my mind for how Daniel Levy wants the club to go in the in the immediate future, certainly, and how Jose Mourinho will in terms of having little time for, for those small things which actually turn into big things. The unusual aspects here, I guess, with Richard Pochettino's exit is normally when a manager leaves a club, it's under a bit of a crowd, mm. uh, cloud rather, and there's been training ground disarray yeah. or there's been a lost dressing room or there's been terrible results. None of those are particularly true with Pochettino's exit from Spurs. And I think what's interesting about that message, Tom, is that there will be players who have massive affection from Richard Pochettino in that Spurs team. Players like Harry Winks, who have been given that opportunity. And it'll be interesting to see how they react to his exit. Well, just like two days before he was sacked, I think Harry Winks was on TalkSport after the England match, um, singing Poch's praises Mm. and saying that he can't thank him enough for what he's done. He wouldn't be the player he is today without Pochettino. And then two days down the line, he's sacked. So it just goes to show that he had a good relationship with probably all of the players. Um, and that message just shows there that is is this going to be bad blood now with the new manager? Because obviously there's going to be some upset players there. They're going to be sad to see him go. Are they going to um, carry on performing under a new mm. manager? Or are they going to follow Pochettino to his next, cl- to his next club? Like I said, there was no hint that he might have lost the dressing room. That's never been suggested at no, any no. point. But the rumour is that players were consulted before Pochettino left and before Mourinho brought in senior players. So you'd imagine senior players would include, I mean, Harry Kane is the obvious choice there. So his arrival has been rubber stamped. Mourinho's rubber arrival has been kind of approved by the players before this has happened, which kind of questions that maybe it could be the right call. The players felt that this Pochettino reign was coming to the end of a cycle, that it was time to move on and bring in fresh ideas. But it depends on at what stage they were brought in or their opinion was asked for. If this was put to them by by Daniel Levy or the board that Pochettino was going, the option is Mourinho. Are you okay with Mourinho? I think the majority of players, as you say, senior players, like Kane, Hugo Lloris, 
Ericsson, etc., probably will have said, well, if that's what's if that has already been decided, then yes. I, I do find it difficult to go along with the idea that if they were brought into the conversation right at the beginning of, we're getting rid of Pochettino, are you happy with this? I think particularly someone like Kane, I, I struggle to see him getting on board with that. We've chatted on podcasts before about players whose contracts are coming up, the likes mm. of Eriksen, Alderweireld, Jan Vertonghen. Yeah, I can see them being a little bit more that way inclined <laughs> of maybe it's time for Poch to go, uh, because I'm going as well. But the likes of Kane, no. But I think if, if you've put in a position where it's we've got Mourinho coming in, very few Premier League players are going to say, nah, don't fancy that. You mentioned three players there, Christian Eriksen, Vertonghen, Alderwelder, who were supposed to be leaving the club, yeah. well, last summer, but they failed to get a deal over the line, maybe January, but definitely end of the season. It's now suggested that those three players could be sticking around under Jose Mourinho. And as far as Christian Eriksen is concerned... Get him on a four-year deal. He's 27 mm-hmm. at the moment. That's as good as a new signing, isn't yeah. it? He's in his prime, isn't he, at the minute? like He's definitely one of Tottenham's most important players. And I think for them to lose him, especially on a free transfer, would be an absolute catastrophe. So I think Jose Mourinho's main priority, number one, is to get um, players like Ericsson on side. And Oliveira, he, you, I think Mourinho wanted to sign him for United, but he never got mm. bats by the board, mm. so... He'll be keen to keep him on board. To be fair, as well. Mourinho was linked with pretty much every yeah. player. <laughs> yeah. I think you said a dartboard <laughs> in the office. Well, just like, yeah, already, him, him, him. We've already seen that on Ibrahimovic yeah. being linked. Um, so don't know how Spurs fans will feel about that one. Do you think a new manager coming in could be? I mean, Ericsson has never <clears throat> underperformed for yeah. Spurs. He's never been one of those players that's down tools. But the likes of Mourinho coming in could get a different tune out of him. Could bring him bring a little bit more out of a player who is one of the best in the world in his position? I think it's, it's at this stage it's still so incredibly difficult to gauge because it depends on which Mourinho you get. Do you get Mourinho-Chelsea Mark 1 or do you get Mourinho-Chelsea Mark 2 United? Um, and if it's the latter, then I I would have concerns about whether, as you say, he can get a tune out of Ericsson. Mm. Ericsson is clearly a fantastic player, but Pochettino has played the key role in that development from his move from Ajax from a promising uh, talent at 2021 I think it was when he when he came to Tottenham to now where he's in the key portion of his career of is he going to actually be included in the world class conversation when you look at Jose Mourinho's recent CV at Chelsea and at United how many players that were in that box that age range that right on the cusp of being world class did he kind of drag over the line or help help up to the next step of level of player he he doesn't necessarily have a track record of doing that in this portion of his managerial career but he does get the best out of good players he has I think it's not good at player development yeah as you say I suppose as you say the, which which yeah. Jose Mourinho you get, you get on board if it is the original yeah. Mark 1 then he has got a history of getting yeah. a tune out of very talented footballers. But at the, as I say, at the back end of his, of his second spell at Chelsea and during United, you speak to any Manchester United fan, Tom, <laughs> feel free to contradict me on this. <laughs> Can you name anyone in that United side that Mourinho managed that he brought on another level or two? No, I, he, he got um, Rashford, a um, young player coming through. Van Gaal originally brought him into the team. And I felt Rashford went backwards under Mourinho. He had little spells, like you, you see, you saw glimpses of the play he could be, but Mourinho didn't seem to want to play him in the right position. And, and you know, so in terms of Tottenham's youth coming through, um, I think that's going to be non-existent. Um, but people like Ericsson, like I said, he's coming into his prime. Can he get the best out of Ericsson? I think he can do. Don't forget, he is still one of the world's best managers. With Elderwilder and 
I can't say his surname, so I'm pronouncing it wrong. So there's everyone <laughs> shouting at the podcast. <laughs> I take full responsibility. And Vertonghen as well. They're in no way Spurs's future centre-back partnership. They're no. 30 and 32 yeah. at the moment. What will be interesting if those two players stick around is if Mourinho uses that stability and has one of them playing with maybe... Damson Sanchez yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. A younger up and coming centre back, or whether he sticks with them for the inevitable three years he will be at the club. Well, I think <laughs> I think that will be telling. I think if he keeps those two players, um, gets them to sign a new contract, I think that will be telling about how much of a short term project he views this as. Mm. If, as you say, he looks to move one of them on and bring someone else in, then I think that will be a sign that maybe he is willing to stick around for you know his his three year max maybe get crazy and say for a fourth something <laughs> something ridiculous like that but if he keeps the two of them I think he's clearly setting his stall out as Levy has brought him in to make sure top four is an absolute guarantee and then potentially see where they go in other areas the big name that's being linked with Spurs at the moment is of course Gareth Bale which has happened over the last six months. Gareth Bale has been linked with a return to Tottenham. Now there seems to be a little bit of credence to that rumour with Mourinho coming in. The Real Madrid chairman, not Real Madrid chairman, the Real Madrid president has said that he thinks Bale should go to Spurs. Mm. It seems that after Gareth Bale held up that flag during the Wales game at the weekend that said golf... Wales, Madrid in that (laughs) order, which upset a few Madrid fans. He is going to be leaving for somewhere in January. Do you think it will be Spurs? Because, I mean, what a statement of intent that would be from Daniel Levy to get someone who is one of the world's best players still, even though he is blighted by injury, but also commands a huge wage bill. That shows a complete mentality change from Spurs and the idea that they are entering a new phase. But I think in terms of where Bale is, Bale set his stall out last... uh, Sorry prior to the start of this season pretty clearly which was why would I take an enormous pay cut obviously there was talk of a move to China Mm. where that was the only way that his wages were going to be matched however they were unwilling to pay a transfer fee to Real Madrid and Real Madrid said no I think in this sort of an instance Levy as we know he likes to strike a deal he likes to make sure that things work best in his favour and in Tottenham's favour I think in terms of Bale going to Tottenham there's an enormous amount of work to do not because Gareth Bale doesn't want to leave Madrid. I think he's clearly made his position clear of the way I've been treated, the way my situation has been handled, I'm not happy with. But also he knows that he isn't going to get that wage package and that wage structure in virtually any other club in world well, football. And China's not happening, I think. I no, think no, we, no, I think that's gone now. Yeah. yeah. What do you, Tom, I mean, he was rumoured to be coming to your club United yeah. at one point. Jose wanted to bring yeah. him there. Do you think the Tottenham deal could be the deal that brings it back to the Premier League? I think so, yeah. Obviously, he was brought up by Tottenham and I don't think United will want him anymore. Not on the, not on the Solskjaer. Um, our transfer policy has completely changed. It's, I feel like it'd be another Alexis Sanchez yeah. Alexis Sanchez move. Um, we want to bring bring through the youth. So, so I, I don't think he'd go to any other club in England, really. He's, he's obviously coming to the sort of latter stages of his career, even though he's still a great player. We've seen that when he um, for Wales in the, the international break. But yeah, so I don't see why not he why he can't come back to Spurs. I think it would be a great signing for Spurs. But like you said, um, mentioned before, it'd be a complete change in um, Tottenham's sort of transfer policy. They have a strict um, wage structure, don't they? Um, yeah. I think that's why some players might be unhappy as well, that they're not getting more money that, than they would get at another club. So it's whether either Bale will take a pay cut or Levy will now change his transfer policy and start bringing in 
um, high wage players? I think it's got to. I can't see it not happening because we know what Mourinho is like as a manager. We know the players he likes to bring in. We know he likes to spend money. And even though he's been given this role as head coach yep. at Tottenham rather than manager, you can't see him getting into another situation where he's got an Ed Woodward pulling the strings and picking the transfers. And Pochettino's criticism at Spurs of Daniel Levy was that I have no control yeah. over transfers. I'm not a football manager. Yeah. So it's very difficult to see how that would continue with Jose Mourinho in charge. I don't think it necessarily will because I think, as we saw with United, Mourinho has a ready-made excuse there that if I don't get the players I want, then that is why I'm being forced out or I'm having mm. to leave X, Y and Z. And there was an interesting stat um, during the week on doing the rounds on Twitter, which is that Mourinho's annual salary is 40% higher than any of his players. So that that as a demonstration to the squad, as as Tom said, with the likes of Ericsson and one or two others that might be saying, well, hold on, the level of player that I am, yeah, yeah. what I'm earning compared to someone at Manchester United or City or Madrid or Barcelona or Liverpool or whoever, isn't on par. And now you've just brought in a manager on a higher wage than the previous manager. There has to be. So it's going to be very interesting in terms mm. of how the players put pressure for more money themselves. Mourinho's going to be, as we know, putting pressure for transfers and whether or not like Levy's going to have to do a triple change his wage structure for the players his transfer funds for the manager and the way the club operates something's going to have to give in all of that and it's probably going to be Mr Mourinho in the short term but if he does that um, isn't it showing disrespect to Poch because Poch has been crying out for to be backed and to get more transfers in and then um, he sacks him and then Mourinho comes in and then all of a sudden they splash 300 million well, well, I, just... I wonder whether it's a scenario similar to Arsenal. And we saw at Arsenal before they moved to the Emirates that there was this big lockdown on transfers yeah. and hardly any money was spent. I wonder whether the Spurs have gone through a similar thing in the build-up to the new stadium. And now they're in the new stadium, there will be a release of that transfer pressure. But at the same time, Levy didn't have that faith that Pochettino was the man to spend that money or take the club forward. And so that's kind of forced the change as well. But I think, as, as Tom rightly says, I think respect is a key portion of this. I think this idea that if Levy gives Mourinho the money that he wants, that shows disrespect to Pochettino. Mm. I agree with that. But I think the way in which Pochettino's exit has been handled already shows there's a lack of respect yeah. from, from Levy towards Pochettino. So I don't think he'll be you know, handing him the keys to the castle as such. He'll be giving Mourinho some money. But as we know, Mourinho wants more and more and more. And Levy is not the chairman to do that. Respect is not a key part of football nowadays. I think no. we can all agree on that. We're going to stick in North London next, but we're going to go up the road to Arsenal and talk about Granite Zaka's potential return to the Arsenal team. We will do that next on Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily, Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily, the only daily Premier League podcast. You can also find us on your smart speaker. If you have an Alexa device and you want daily updates on your team, whoever it is you support in the Premier League, just say Alexa Sports Social, set your team, and you can get daily team updates and reviews whenever you want them. Right, let's talk Arsenal and we're going to talk Granite Zaka, who looks like he might be coming back into the Arsenal fold. Fergal, you're an Arsenal fan. <laughs> How are you and your kind going to react kind. to his reintroduction, his end of his exile? Uh, my kind. I don't know how, how representative I am of my kind, but um, I am quite surprised given how Emery was quite clear uh, in the immediate aftermath of the bust up with the home fans in the in the game against Crystal Palace in that Shaq had looked to be on his way out in January and that he'd be in exile between now and, and then. 
bringing him back into the squad for the weekend game against Southampton demonstrates for me in a nutshell what Emre is there's a lot of statements but like the, the, he just seems so powerless at the moment in terms of his decisions he doesn't even believe in his own decisions mm. he made this stance he made this big call whether we agree or we disagree of Shaka had the captaincy removed he was removed from the first team squad the captaincy was given to Aubameyang and this wasn't done in a way of we think this is the best for the team we think Shaka still has a role to play but the captaincy isn't for him which I personally would be in favour of because I think in terms of uh, a playing role a squad role I think Shaka has something to offer I just don't think he should have been captain and should have remained as captain I mean Aubameyang though isn't the ideal choice no, as not captain at all, is either. he considering his statements recently and his kind of indication that he doesn't see his future at Arsenal but that also demonstrates where, where Emery's head at is in terms of making the decisions that he, he's kind of thrashing around and, and making rash statements and rash decisions which he doesn't believe in and mo- the majority of the fan base don't believe in and ultimately it's probably further down the road going to lead to him losing his job with regards to Shaka, I am happy with Shaka coming back into the squad. I think he offers something from a from a playing position. I think having the captaincy taken away from him was the sensible choice. But as I say, Emery didn't say the captaincy's being taken off him. We're putting him in the cooler for a couple of weeks, letting him come back in. He's not going to be captain, but he's still a valuable player. He's he's nailed it in, in the last few weeks in press conferences of saying Shaka's time is essentially up at the club, and, and now Shaka's he's bringing him back that in pretty much as well. Exactly, uh, but. I mean, the whole situation seems to have been terribly handled by the football club and by Emery, as you say. It doesn't feel like it warrants the level of attention and the level of drama it's caused for what actually happened on the pitch. It was such a a, a small incident, in my opinion. It got blew way out of proportion. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, when it was going on? And I don't think Emery's done anything wrong. We've seen Gareth Southgate do it with Sterling. You know, something goes wrong. You drop them for let them cool off, come back, yeah, um, and let's all move on. I think it'll be a good thing. He gets back in the squad, and hopefully, it can show his commitment to the fans, and then everyone can just move on from this whole situation. I think, in terms of Shaka's own position, I think he's already made his mind up. I think he'll go through the motions for the next six, eight weeks between now yeah, and January. Gone. If he plays, if he starts, if he comes on for twenty minutes, half an hour here and there. But I think his mind has been made up. Mm. Um, and I don't think from his position, his his own professional pride, if you will, there's a way back for him in terms of a regular first-team place. I mean, there is an argument that he is currently an Arsenal player. He's a player in the squad. Southampton boss Ralph Hudson has been talking this week about how they need to be nasty and need to play ugly if they're mm. going to get out the relegation zone. And if you're going to play nasty and play ugly... Granit Zach is exactly the kind of player you want on your team, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, given the captaincy, maybe Arsenal will go, will go absolute <laughs> go full, circle. Full, full meme on Arsenal and bring him in and, and make him captain. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some level to that, but I, I've always maintained this thing with Shaka is that it's a mentality and a complete misjudgment of him that people think he's this midfield hard man crashing into people, you know, driving the team on. No, he just fouls people. Like, it, it's just, it, it's a really basic thing, but his... His tackling ability is so bad. He's so late. He's so clumsy all the time. Like the amount of bookings he picks up is, is crazy. Um, and I think in terms of where he could go next, obviously there's been talk about Newcastle. There's been talk about a return to Germany. I'd, I'd struggle to see where he would go. I know Phil said on on last week's podcast, I think it was about that he would take him at Newcastle. And Newcastle are interested apparently. They want him on loan. But I don't. I don't really see what 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 profile he fits. If, if Bruce mm. is looking for a specific type of midfielder, I don't see what boxes Shaka exactly ticks. Okay, so Zach has, Jack has gone in January. We can all agree on that. One word answer from both of you. Will Uriah Emery be gone in January as well? Just after. 
Just two words. January. No. No, all right. So he's in there for the long run. I think he'll be there till the end of the season, but not much. Not much after that. Emery might be signing on soon, but still, fancy football managers are still in gainful employment up and down the country, and we're going to get some advice for said managers because we welcome in our <coughs> fantasy football guru. Hello, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting some kind of reaction or sound clip. Or, it, was uh, a res- it was a respectful silence. Just a, yeah, a pregnant pause. You've obviously had a break with the international break and no transfers happening, although I know you made your transfers early doors before uh, the international break. Yeah, yeah, I got a bit trigger happy after the, uh, the Liverpool City game. I thought Sterling's not on form, annoyed me. Um, the, his run of games looks difficult. Liverpool are walking into the sweet spot. Uh, Salah's at the top of shots in the box. I'll just make the early transfer because Sterling will go down and Salah will go up. And of course, the very next day he gets uh, signed up as injured. And I've been I've just now, as we're recording this, uh, Klopp's in his press conference giving updates on injuries as well. And uh, oh, right. apparently he's in training, but only doing certain things. So okay. he's in contention, but not as guaranteed. As long as those things are running and scoring goals, it's like, yeah, you'd hope. job done. Yeah, he does tend to play um, when there is risk. It, it, so I, I'm sort of hopeful, but... In hindsight, I wouldn't have made the move. Okay. <laughs> so well, yeah, that that advice that I give every time, which is don't don't jump in early unless you're going to uh, hit a tr- transfer point where you suddenly can't afford the player, then mm. you've normally got the time, especially across international break. But I had two, so I thought I could send one, and nah, it's worked against. Me. Okay, well we've got some questions for you. If you've ever got a question for our fantasy football guru Kieran, you can get them in via our Twitter account at the Sports Social. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search Sports Social. Get your questions in there. And we'll answer them every single Friday on the Football Social Daily podcast. Your first question is from Kev, who says, Guru, what or where is the value this week? Where am I going to get a cheap six points in the market? This week, uh, this week, I'm, I think an interesting one is, I think <laughs> the worst form team in the league at the moment is uh, Norwich mm. and they're away to Everton. So uh, Keane's been out for a while. Holgate's in there. So if you can have a 4.4. Um, looking good for a clean sheet, I think, is as good as you get in the in the Everton line. Uh, other than that, I'm looking at teams like um, like Sheffield for value at the moment. I mean, Sheffield United, everyone goes in on Lindstrom. Not mm. Lindstrom, what's his name? Lundstrom. Lundstrom as the centre-back that, I mean, he is in everyone's fancy football yep. team at the moment. But there's value throughout that Sheffield United defence, isn't there? There's a yeah. lot of cheap players that are picking up a lot of clean sheets. Yeah, and they don't all play as defenders. I was looking in this morning and uh, there are six Sheffield United defenders who have played at least 60 minutes in every single game across this uh, season. So you don't have to go for lunchroom. You can go any across a back six and be able to clip, pick up those clean sheet points. Uh, and Sheffield are looking great. They're third across the last six game weeks for shots uh, in the box, uh, only better by Liverpool and Chelsea. And they go in this great run of form uh, and, and fixtures where the, the next five games are Man United Wolves and Newcastle, Norwich and Villa. So they've done it against the difficult teams. Um, so I think uh, I, they're you know, even looking at uh, objective stats, uh, ignoring fixtures. They're looking as one of the more locked-in ones for getting clean sheets across. So I'd definitely be jumping on those players. They have got Man United, which is their most difficult game across the next five. So I won't be looking at picking up six points this weekend, although United aren't great offensively at the moment. But definitely across the next five, is that's that where, where the value is. Is that where the differentials are at the moment? Is it the defenders that are going to nick you those extra points? Because everyone ends up with the same few strikers and the same few midfielders. But defence is a little bit different sometimes. I think everyone ends up normally with the same defenders. The 
the big difference this year is, and partly it's because people remember about value and they think about season long, and you end up with more clean sheets in the latter half of the season than you do in the first. Uh, so people have jumped in on it's premium a great defenders. Stat, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Generally, so you're looking at you know you're looking at Liverpool and and City. Uh, they conceded <clears> quite a bit in the the opening stages of last season mm. as well. It was really that that spring of games across the back end of the season uh, where they were winning everything in sight. Mm. That's where the value comes out and that's where you end up by looking at the top performing players across season and it's Laporte, it's Van Dijk, it's Robertson yeah. and, and all those players and Trent Alexander-Arnold. But those premium defenders are in the top bracket at the moment this season uh, and it's just replicating what's happened before. So I made the mistake as well. I went big in on premium defenders and people aren't getting that return of, say, Robertson mm. against a player like Lundstrom at the moment. Yeah. Lundstrom's the top scoring defender out of any of the teams. So I think people people who have maybe been a bit canny and have um, cheapened up their defence and and haven't locked in those big value players like Robertson where he could be spending elsewhere. I think they're the ones that are seeing the difference in performance at the moment. OK. Well, we mentioned Salah already and Danny Kay's got a question about Salah. He says, simple question, Mane or Salah? Uh, well, th- it's going to be an easy decision based on injuries. Um, so for this Pres- game at all... Presume both are fit. Because <laughs> I, I think, personally, I think the Mohamed Salah thing was one of those international injuries that Ryan Giggs picked up all yep. the time those unfortunate mm. things that cleared up very quickly before the next league game yeah well if you imagine we're also making a decision across the next five game weeks mm. and we're not just looking into this weekend uh, god that's a tough one but I, I can pull up some stats that might help you make up that decision so uh, Mane 11 chances created across the last six game weeks with two of those being big chances Salah only created five with okay. zero of those being big chances uh, on shots, Mane 12 shots in the box, but Salah has 17. But of that, Mane created had better chances with eight being big chances and Salah of the, being four. Both of those have exactly the same amount of pe- touches in the penalty box at 37. So it's swinging one way or the other, but Mane has played two hours of football more than Salah. Right. So if you assume they're going to play the same amount across the next five, I'm hedging my bets on Salah, especially because they're roughly about the same price at the moment. Uh, I think uh, Mane's at 12.1, Salah's at 12.3. Um, so without, you know, you're, you're looking at a 0.5 difference to start the season. I, like I said, have gone in for Salah. If you're looking for a quick win, Mane's definitely more guaranteed for this weekend. But across the next five, it, it's really either or. But just on performance to date and the fact he's getting more opportunities in the box, which I normally lead with, um, I am going for Salah. But you're going to get great value out of either of those players. OK, Danny, there's your answer for that one. And finally, Preta has been in touch and says, I've got Brighton's Trossard up front. I've been toying with the idea of getting rid of him for weeks now, but he looks like he's 50-50 for the weekend, so I'm going to get shot. So who can, bring, who can I bring in for equal value or preferably a little bit less? Uh, well, he's been confirmed um, this morning. They, they said he's OK for the game. Oh, right. well, I so, think Chris has made up her mind by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would say, I mean, either way, um, you're looking at a bad run of fixtures. And Trossard doesn't always start. Even when he's yeah. when he's fit, he's he's not a guaranteed starter. Man, I've got a feeling that Preta's nowhere near the top yeah. of the league. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, yeah. And across the next uh, the next four, you're playing Leicester, Liverpool, and Arsenal. So I'd be jumping out at that point. The issue is he's a five point eight, uh, and there isn't a lot of value at that price point. 
So if, if I was Preta, I would be um, using a double transfer and downgrading a striker, putting more value into the midfield and going for someone, uh, even even if you just jump up a million, you're then getting in the price bracket of, say, Chelsea and Leicester midfielders mm. um, who are on the cheaper side of performing midfielders and also have good game week runs. Uh, Leicester have by far, Leicester and Liverpool are way and above the best fixture on out of any of the teams. So you should be jumping on those players. You only need uh, seven to get a good a good Leicester player. You're looking at uh, Tielemann or 7.5 for Madison. Um, if you Tielemann, have... Tielemann's seven? Uh, no, he's he has been bang on form, eight, though. I think, at the moment. Yeah, he's good, but he's cheaper. He's it's a lot cheaper than Madison. Um, but he is more expensive than, say, Perez. Uh, if you're at 5.8, your closest Leicester midfielder is 5.9. That's Harvey Barnes, but he's not a guaranteed starter. So I'd be looking at getting Madison or Tielemann. If you can't get those, uh, I would be looking at uh, Chelsea midfielders. I've said right at the start of the season, there's going to be a ton of value in Chelsea midfielders. It's just figuring out which ones are actually <laughs> going to play because not one of them was above seven, but they're all in that six to seven bracket. Mm. Uh, and Hudson Adoy looked for a while to be the go-to left winger, but now Pulisic looks like he's upbirthed him. Yeah, um, Pulisic is the uh, third highest shots in the box out of any midfielder. Um, that's below just below Sterling and Salah, uh, but he's only played um, 289 minutes. So if he gets a good run of games, he's looking absolutely lightning. Um, but my, my go-to, actually, my my, my choice transfer out of any any midfielder at the moment would be uh, a bit rogue I think most people because he's not appearing on the radars but I'd go for William just because he's more consistent so everyone's fighting over the midfield places everyone's fighting over the left wing places and he's just quietly locked down the right wing it takes a lot of the started pieces every, as well yeah he started every game um, he, he's played 512 minutes over the last 6 game weeks uh, he's 11 shots in the box which puts him 6th highest out of any midfielder but he's also 18 chances created which is more than De Bruyne uh, that puts him at the top of any midfielder of any striker of any defender so he's my he's my cheeky safe bet I think out of minutes in the game if Pulisic locks down the position he's looking incredible value um, but a safe bet and I do tend to go for the safer ones uh, William will be my choice there you go job done good luck in your fantasy football this weekend if you're playing in the league Kieran thank you very much for being our guru again Tom Fergal thank you very much for joining me on the Football no Social problem. Daily make sure you click subscribe there'll be a full weekend preview show out first thing Saturday morning click subscribe and you'll get that as soon as it's ready and we'll see you next time Football Social Daily Premier League Updates Hello it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.